Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to our pod so that you get it right away, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. My name is Matthew James. I have Chris Duke and Joe Ham live from the road. Joe, you uh, you made you made some time for the dads today. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting on the five in a shitload of traffic, just trying to get back to Montebello. I got to take care of some other kind of business, but yeah, I was able to uh, give you guys a call. I got about a 35 minute drive ahead of me. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get a podcast done. And Chris Duke, you are hiding in the corner of a Home Depot somewhere. No, I actually went out to my car too, because uh you know, Home Depot's always got some BS music or announcements they're making. I didn't want that to be in the background. So I'm out in the the lovely 102 degree heat of Lake Smelsonor. Wow, that's, that sounds like a lovely afternoon up there. Jesus. Yeah, well, it's getting hot. Hello to all the dads out there and the moms. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate your support. This is episode 54. We are recording on June 17th, 2021. It is the first round of the 121st United States Open, fathers. Did anybody end up firing any tournament bets? For the U.S. Open, I, 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 uh, what I was looking at last night was, so Brooks Kepka, who's my favorite golfer, he has finished in the top 10 in nine of the last 14 majors he's entered, which is just fucking insane. So I was like, you know what? What do you, what do you think he is? You, uh, you guys guess. What do you think he was? Brooks kept it finished in the top 10 in the U.S. Open. Plus 150. Duke? Minus 110. Good guess, Duke. He was minus 120. And oh I was like, there's no, there's no fucking way that ju- – <laughs> That that's just so juiced up, you know. That's it's 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 tough to win a tournament, but even top ten, like come on, dude. So, so I ended Joe, up staying away. I'm, I I might bet it after the first round, though. We'll check it out, see if we can get some value. Explain in case people are listening who aren't big golf betters and are like are gonna just approach this like I want to have some action. This guy seems to finish really high. Why is that a bad bet? Uh, just the odds. I mean, if you look at you know. To, to break even on a minus 110, you got to be right 54% of the time or whatever, right? But do you think Brooks is finishing in the top 10 of a golf tournament 54% of the time? Hell no. You know, that's that's insane. But so there's just, you know, I just look at value there. There's not a lot of value. So why would, why would I risk that? It's, it's a really good point, actually a really good discussion that I didn't even expect to come up, but in futures, and Chris, you can echo this and you can apply it to just all futures across all sports, even though something seems like a very likely outcome, like Kansas City Chiefs to win the division. That seems like a lock, right? When you're betting futures, you have to consider, okay, what could go wrong for me to lose this bet? And if I'm not getting any value on that future bet, then it's probably a bad bet. Like we're talking about like a golfer. And how many guys are in the field in the U.S. Open? A hundred and... I think it's 156. 
So you're betting on one guy. Yes, he's amazing. And yes, he has a great track record at the U.S. Open. But you are counting on one guy to finish ahead of 146 other guys and finish in the top 10. Is it likely to happen? Yeah, pretty likely. But is it 54% likely? I don't know. Probably not. Chris, when people are betting futures, why explain the mistake people make when they look for the likely outcome and get shitty odds on it and why these are bad bets. Yeah, if, uh, you know, Den doesn't make very many uh, futures plays. I think he has one right now, uh, the Padres, to win it all when it, everybody's talking him up with their you and Snell and Tatis and all that. So, but that's decent value. That's eight to one. But if you're going to make those, you just, you can't do it because, I mean, if you want to be a degen, I know all of us like a little bit of action, right? If you want to be a degen and just do and say, you know, fuck it, Brooks is really good. And like you said, there's a track record. And you want to like say, if I lose this, the hell with it, then that's fine. Um, we even talked about, I joked about, you know, Nadal, you know, uh, being exactly. something like that to win the French. And he ends up getting taken down. Obviously, if you say, well, if I would have bet it every time in the last 10 years, I'd, I'd be making money. Yeah, absolutely. If you took it from the beginning. Problem is, it's really hard to catch these trends at the beginning. Um, once you, like you just said, and Joe just said, once you're catching the trend and it's nine and four or nine and five, and yes, over the last like 14 majors, you're kind of, you kind of lost all the value now. I bet it, you would have got plus money in, back in the day, and now it's minus money. It kind of reminds me yeah. of a few years ago when uh, Zion was at Duke and everybody was betting Duke to win the title at like, like plus 130 or plus 150. It's like, that's, that's a horrible bet. Are they the favorite? Yeah. But are they likely to win? No. In the NCAA tournament and something like that, even futures in the Super Bowl, like don't, don't just take the favorite once the season starts. I mean, injuries, like when you're betting futures, you have to evaluate, all the, th- the shit that could happen. Like Chris, you're, you're Nadal that you talked about a minute ago. You had to look at the draw and see that, Oh fuck, he might play Djokovic in the semifinals instead of the final. Is he going to lose to Djokovic? Probably not, but look what happened. He did. So that's why yeah. you, you got to look for, for better value. Yeah, you than you that. have it on, uh, on your Montreal uh, series bat. I mean, you saw value there and you fired it. Like, right. like you, you explained, about it on your personal Twitters. That's exactly what we're doing is weighing the pros and cons of whether or not we have enough value. You know, that's why I'll probably look at something after the first round. I think Brooks is playing well, but I'll probably fire somebody that's like five, six strokes back and hope that he, they can get hot on a, on Saturday. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And just touching on that Montreal bet real quick. Like I posted on Twitter, are they going to win the series? No, probably not. But the implied odds on that series price to price the golden Knights at minus 500, like, Congrats on those whose hot take is Knights to win the series. Like you're, you're on a minus 500 favorite. Okay. I mean, they're not an 85% favorite. So those odds aren't the, the odds makers, what they set are not the same as the true odds. Of course, Montreal has a better than 15% chance to win. So that's why we fired. And now it's one, one after game two. That was pretty Joe. How much of that game did you catch? Uh, the three, two game, I caught the last, the last period. That was it. I was busy doing other shit. It was, uh, it was a sweaty third period for Habs backers trying to just hang on to that lead for dear life. My God. Yeah. It seemed that way, but hopefully they can take down the golden Knights. I'm going to be in Vegas tomorrow during the game. So I'm not going to go to the game, but I'm going to be within that 
electric atmosphere and I'm pretty excited about it. Wow. Chris, uh, the Canadians seem like your kind of team. French Canada, you French idiot. You Habs fan in the <laughs> series? Underdogs. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see it. I guess uh, you said someone posted about the last three or four teams that have been this big of dogs. And, oh. um, some of and it just uh, they haven't won at all. I think they all lost. But yeah. uh, that would be awesome to see this team that's like barely got in the playoffs. And then they, you know, they haven't had great things go their way, injuries, whatnot. But I mean, to, to come back from three, one and then sweep and, uh, they got, they got, uh, they're playing tough and that's the, all you got to do in playoffs is play well at the right time. You know, they're scrappy. They got heart. All right. We want to talk about a few things today. This probably won't be a too long of a pod. We want to talk about how the battle of the dads is going with these two gentlemen. Spoiler alert. Not good. <laughs> it, has, it hasn't been good. Uh, so we want to talk about why and where the guys have been missing, where they've been feeling like they're not getting the breaks. Now, you are off to a 1-0 start today. That's good. Joe, you can touch on your giant score first and kind of give some rationale for that because I thought it was a, a great play and maybe why we've been taking advantage of this particular <laughs> series. But overall, I mean, you guys... You guys are 20, 39, and 1. Chris, is that is that good? It's not going to cut it, man. Hey, fading us, that's you're, you're hitting at like 65%. You're absolutely rich. You guys are – you are somehow <laughs> – you're somehow just, just a hair under 34%, which is insane to me. That is absolutely crazy. So, I mean – Probably the worst stretch you're going to have all year. And, of course, we're doing it during a June competition month. You're minus 18.4 units. You are – you're seven units back because SCM went 4-0 yesterday. And you guys went 1-3. and So, the, yesterday was a pretty huge swing. So, yeah, Chris, what's been going wrong? What's been going wrong is we have been continuing to jump in – the shit that is just scum i mean we've been on teams like the blue jays had runners on second and third last night they get a base hit and we're we're, you know we go two and two for plus money instead we they don't get a hit they'll strand them and now we're one and three for negative money and we've been on the d-backs who lost twice in the bottom of nine or top of ten however you look at it the Marlins, you know, we just lost one with Sandy. Sandy goes eight and a third, gets no help from his bats. I even tweeted that out. Like, can we please help you scummy Marlins help Sandy out? And then we obviously lost the Marlins on uh, three runs in the bottom of the ninth earlier in, in, in June. So we've had probably eight, ten unit swing on just heartbreaks, taking really scummy. And we say it all the time. You bet scum, you expect scummy results, and that's what's happened. We just wish that it would land our way a little bit more here. Well, we could chip away angels angels four run angels. lead oh no blues eight four against the a's <laughs> and dude there's been and these are all plus money bets that are just it's a huge swing but what's funny is like so for this week we're whatever we're, we're down like four units or whatever on this week but it's like my personal shit i'm i'm way up and it's just i feel like we're 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 just picking the wrong dog because we're firing sharp bets we're just yeah. picking the wrong ones yeah because we're only playing four so yeah i'm looking at your picks for this week and i just feel like every time there's one that's close it goes against you guys even that that canadians golden knights over five and a half in game one 
Oh, you yeah. Had, you had four minutes of empty net time and no one could find a goal? Nope. Oh, man. man. Kidding. That me. was brutal. That was plus 115, right? That was, yeah, that was yeah it, was. it was. That was plus money. So that was back yeah, it's, on. It's just so I kind of changed my look this week. I was being stubborn earlier in the competition where I was only firing like plus money shit, which, you know, you're not going to win as much. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm not, not going to be stubborn. I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to find something. If it's minus 120, I'll fire it. Whereas before I would not. And we've been doing a little bit better. At least I have on my my two of the four picks recently. Well, for sure. K- and case that's in point. Fun why it's so hard. Joe and I were talking about doing the, you know, either the super book or the circuit challenge again this year. We're going to maybe be, you know, us three or we can do uh, Riles, you know, uh, Freck. So we're going to do that. But Joe will see, you know, you and I, Matt, have had experience of how tough it is in competition when you've got seven or eight teams you're looking at and you've got to narrow it down to five and you choose those five and you go two and three and the, the three you left out went three and oh or two and one years. And that's what we're struggling with right now because. Uh, I've been texting every day, you know, in our group and we're like, I'm like, Oh yeah, Joe, like likes the halves. Why didn't we put that in? You know, I was like, let's take some dogs in NBA. Right. And of course both dogs cover uh, and went outright for Christ's sake yesterday. And I was on taking money line, money lining the dogs in our competition and those two didn't win. And then here we go. I could have picked one yesterday and they went out. So it's just really hard to pick and choose. And it, it exploits how hard it is and why, you know, being the book is so hard because, in everyday gambling, that's what you have to do is literally pick and choose. You can't play all the games, right? You've got to play the ones that you feel are the best that's going to build your bankroll. And so it shows us how hard, even when Dan, right, when we take his action, he's picking and choosing, right? He's picking five, six games every NFL Sunday, picks the wrong ones. So it's hard, man. It's very difficult. Well, yeah, look at the text thread from yesterday. I said, what are you guys thinking? And you said Angels, and of course, that's the one you fire on. And then you eventually said Reds, Phillies. Yep. Those aren't those <laughs> didn't make it in, and those were both winners. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we were talking about the Clippers because it's that fallen star angle of stars out, Kawhi's out, the other guys step up, and the line is probably a little bit of an overreaction. And, of course, like you said, the Clippers went out. By the way, nice parlay, Steam. Nice Sixers, <laughs> Jazz parlay. Right. Nice Dodgers money line. Oh, that's right. Yeah, too. What was he laying on that one? Oh, had one, to be minus one sixty. Yeah, that's what Jesus I was going to say. Christ. And then he had Yankees money line too, and that barely won. But that's all beside the point. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you're you're making a really good point, and that I bet our friend Adam would probably echo this as well because he's he's a pretty um, low volume player, right, Chris? Like he he'll he'll play one between one and three games every day right and he's looking across multiple sports he's looking across soccer he's looking across WNBA KBO MLB NBA so when you have a massive slate like that how the hell do you narrow it down to two games absolutely yeah and that's hard you know Joe and I I think the day that we went we only had a couple days where we done less than four plays and i think we went two and one on that day but yeah it's hard uh, you can't force man you can't force and uh you know like you said it's, it's just you've got eight or nine plays that catch your eye that are kind of sharp plays kind of scummy and nice little work Ooh, that's a smelly line and then you go with the two that lose and you leave the two out and uh you got to live with it that's what's fun about 
a contest that makes you grind. Yeah. And then one thing that kind of hurts me personally, at least, because I do a lot of player props and game props and we got to get our picks in by 2 p.m. typically. And, you know, the, the props, at least at our, my book, isn't aren't available for the 7 p.m. starts yet. And so it's tough. I can't target those games. Whereas, you know, like today I was able to get, the, get on the Giants. Uh, Gauze, or Giants to score first for minus 120, which is huge, huge value. We cash that easy. So it's like, you know, if I had that every day, I would be able to look into that because I know a lot about them, the A's, and then a decent amount the Angels. So, yeah, that's definitely a disadvantage and just one of the flaws of the contest, I think. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll take a quick break and we'll talk about some of these, maybe some of the, the, poop these guys might be looking at for baseball over the next couple of days and then also maybe touch on some of these playoff series that are going on so we'll be right back okay interesting mlb slate to not only today but just the weekend in general we have a couple of now i i'll be fully honest with you guys i don't see a lot that really jumps out to me but i'm interested in seeing what happens with the tigers and angels tonight because one, I'll be there. Uh, I get, I'm going to see Otani pitch. That's pretty exciting. The Tigers are coming off the sweep at Kansas City. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. And then the Angels are coming off getting swept at Oakland after their own W6. So we'll see what happens here. The Angels are a huge favorite tonight. I'm also interested in what's going to happen with Brewers Rockies because the Brewers just got swept at home by the Reds for the first time in a long time, I think. And then the Rockies are coming off their own home sweep of the Padres. Padres are hosting those Reds after getting swept against a team who just went off a road sweep. So uh, I have a bunch of interesting teams here. Well, how do you guys make sense of some of these? Are you going to look for maybe fading teams coming off of sweeps, trying to buy low on teams getting swept or off of getting swept? Chris, yeah, do you want to start? How, yeah, I don't know how Joe's going to take the angle. I, I'm still looking to fade. I mean, you can't really buy low on the Padres. I mean, coming off yeah. the sweep, they're still minus 190. I mean, <laughs> you know, so um, I'd look to keep fading them. They're in a little bit of slump. Sometimes baseball is that that sport where it's so long that teams can go on those seven to ten game slumps, and then you can rely on them. You know, it's so long the Padres can – bounce back and win 10 straight after that so I'd, I'd look to keep fading them always look towards Rockies in mile high you know they they just always play better year it's just hard for people to go especially from the Midwest these teams go and uh, play up there at 5,000 feet but yeah that's it's a crazy price on the Angels they usually do handle the Tigers historically pretty well they beat their ass I just am not it's tough for me to go from the Angels being a pick them and now all of a sudden laying over two dollars well, so here, we'll how, see, but how about this, Chris, and explain why you shy away from this personally. So let's say you like the Angels. They handle the Tigers. It's Otani. But you don't want to lay minus 210. Why is it not in your personal wheelhouse to fire on a run line at, say, minus 120, even money? Like, explain why that's not something that you typically look at. Because I think the three well, of us are that- probably on the same page with that. Uh, but others might think, oh, it's it's easy. They'll just win by two. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Angels, I'm seeing a stat where they're seven and one against the Tigers 
you know, their last eight off a loss. Okay. That's great. But what, what were those scores? Were they four, three? Was it five, four? I mean, did they cover the run line? So, I mean, just cause they win and they beat them, like doesn't mean they're blowing them out. So that's, that'd be interesting. And the tigers have had, have since they started, I think they started like 19 and 40. They were like 15 games under 500. And now they're only 10 games. They've been grinding. Their pitching has stepped up. My boy Mize is pitching well. Um, I know they got all kinds of funky names on that team. Turnbull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scooball. A Scooball. Uh, Turnbull. Badoo. <laughs> yeah. Badoo. They got all kinds of good names on that team. Now Matt Manning's going tonight from Sacktown from Matt's hometown. Let's go. To, I have to fire him. Uh, you touch- you got to be. You got to be careful firing a run line on a home team too, because if they're down and they end up walking off, unless it's a two-run bomb, you're losing that bet. Right. Oh well, that, that sort of, it didn't happen exactly that way, but it did happen the other day when uh, our Giants were declared dead a lot, and then <laughs> there may or may not have been an S-word promise if Yastrzemski hit a grand slam, and he did. <laughs> it was. It was amazing, but to your, to your point, it gave them a one-run lead. That was in the eighth, but then they don't get to bat in the ninth, and so you don't have another chance to get another garbage run and win by two. Uh, Correct. Chris, you touched on the Rockies a minute ago. I just want to make sure people know this and are aware of it. They are absolute scum on the road. They're 5-27 and 27 on the road. I'm looking at the standings. That's by far the worst road record, and that's worse than the Orioles. That's somehow worse than the Diamondbacks. I mean, the Diamondbacks oh, are nine, nine and 30, so they've played a few more road. <laughs> Hang on. We got, I got to let that breathe for a second. The Diamondbacks <laughs> are nine and 30 on the road. That's wow. unbelievable. I mean, you guys, there are three teams in baseball this season. The Diamondbacks with their minus 90 run differential the Orioles with their minus 82 run differential, and then the Pirates who are minus 100 already in a run differential. Dear God. And they're down for nothing. So maybe nine. (laughs) After we get off this pot, I'm going to just say prayers for fans of those teams because that is, oh my God. Anyway, the point we were going to make, the Rockies are 5-27 and on the road away from Coors Field. They're absolute scum. Fade away. At home, they're actually 23 and 14. And Chris, like we just said, they just swept the Padres at home. And you know, those were all plus 190 dogs every single game, at least. So I think they're plus, yeah, I saw one game where they might have been like plus 140 or 30, but yeah. And you know, this week, as I'm on summer vacation now, I've had a little bit more time to kind of dig into some of these splits. You got to look at pitchers, road, and home ERAs too. Certain guys like Chris, I was telling you about uh, Cease earlier. So you got White Sox at Astros today. And Houston is minus 125. So just a a short favorite there against the better record White Sox. You look at a a guy like Dylan Cease and his, his road ERA is 579. But his home ERA is... One six three, so cease at home. Good, cease on the road. Only, I mean, some people are going to say, "Oh my God, give me the White Sox as a plus money dog." They have the better record. Well, look at Cease's road ERA, and and maybe not so fast. Yeah, flexing too out of uh, 
on the Mariners. Same crazy splits, remember? Hayward, California. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, don't neglect some of those numbers. Now, we're talking small sample sizes, but it, it is something. I mean, it is kind of a thing where a lot most pitchers will have a worse ERA away from home. So, uh, anyway, I think we kind of went off on a little bit of a sidetrack there, but anything else you guys are, have your eye on for either – the weekend or today, anything you're considering? Uh, Chris has two plays. He's got to get in pretty quick here. So he's got to figure that out unless I missed them. Don't we have, don't you have two more, Joe? We took the under and the NBA yeah, day. I, yep. That was mine. And then the giants, that's already a winner. So we need okay. two more plays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we could just leave them. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. How we're doing there it is live happening yeah. live. Uh, let's talk about the total in the Nets Bucks. That's one of your plays tonight. This has been a really interesting one to keep an eye on. Chris, we looked the other night. Do you remember what it was? Game one was at 239. It was high, yeah. High Something like that. And then it finally got down, and I think it just barely finally snuck over last game. But you guys have been on the under a couple times. Why are you going back to the well on the under? Chris, you said something about games six and seven historically trending a little under. Yeah, I think seven is, is really under. Yeah. Um, but six too, they say, you know, a little more tired legs, more, you know, more defensive focus instead of running up and, and, you know, running and gunning. So, uh, you know, I think, and then obviously the the further you get in the playoffs, the better talent you have, the better defense. And uh, so they just want to kind of, I know we cashed a, a ton in the last few years on, a lot of the times Den was taking the over with the Warriors and I think they took it like two or three times in the finals and those games just kept being like 93, 90 and stuff like that. So anything else on these other series that you guys are looking, not necessarily for tonight, but everybody are, are the Sixers dead after that collapse yesterday are the jazz dead after the Clippers stole game five on the road. So Game five, I think, without Kawhi, the Jazz closed, what, minus seven and a half at home? And now it's it looks like it's minus two for game six on the road. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I, I could see that one going seven. I could see the Jazz firing back, and then we have to go to back to Utah for seven. Uh, both these series are pretty tight. Both spreads are just two, three-point spreads. You know, they're going to be – a lot of these games have been close. Um, I'm looking at – I'm hoping – I told you I could – I think the Islanders are scrappy, man. I think that, you know, these each of these games are coin flips. If you're going to keep giving them plus money each time, take a look and we'll see if we can get some Islander cock. <laughs> Islanders are, well, this is a crazy line move. Tampa opened at minus 175. They're down to minus 136 right now. Yeah, I saw that. Big, big. Uh, man, is, That's huge. What, is the money on Tampa? It's split pretty even. So you got bet percentage, 35 on 35% on Tampa, 65 on Islanders. Money's at 48% Tampa, 52% Islanders. So only a 13% differential, but it's 50-50, and that's what the books want to see, right? So. All right, well, we'll see if you guys are going to fire on a couple more. We'll get those posted on Twitter here momentarily. Make sure you're following the Battle of Dads competition at Fade U Sports. Uh, Chris Duke is at hazmat suit 23. Joe is at Joe underscore nose three underscores. Is that right? Three at the end. Yes. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. So not the number three. 
Just the three underscores. Yeah. Joe underscore knows triple underscore. Something yeah. like that. We're going to find the guy that has just Joe knows without any underscores. It's probably some guy oh. in like Indiana that hasn't tweeted I since should, 2013. I should try to buy it. We'll see if we can uh, take that off his hands. <laughs> right. Help us out a little bit. Our, guy, our friends at Turtle Sports just talked about that because they're at underscore Turtle Sports. And I guess they found the guy that has just at Turtle Sports. And they were going to try to find a way to, to obtain that uh, just to make it a little bit easier on everybody. So anyway, <laughs> we will root for Team Mud to get back in this thing. Uh, they got one today. Now it looks like uh, SCM has already got a winner with the Netherlands. God, it must be easy in soccer. Chris, you just money line the favorite every single time it seems like. Favorite, lay the minus 140, baby. It's easy. Oh my God. Yeah. Geez. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from bookmakers. Like, how much handle do they get on the on the Euro 2020? Do they care if people just bet the favorite every game and win? I mean, I don't know. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, hit thanks up for the, Mr. Yeah. Director. Yeah, we'll hit up Mr. Director John Murray. Uh, see if he can give us an answer on the Mr. He's a soccer guy, I think. Yeah. All right, go Team Mud, go Team SCM. Uh, There are some of us who are betting on all these plays, so uh, we love to see both teams try to get hot and get back to something approaching even by the end of the month. Remember, on Father's Day on Sunday, teams can have a couple of two-unit bets to to try to win some back, so we'll see if anyone has any U.S. Open plays for that or anything else and try to try to double it up and kind of go for it, get back in it that day, so... Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode. We are really, really hoping to have something special for Father's Day. This is the battle of the dads, after all. Anyone who's been listening to us for a while might be wondering, why do these guys, why are they all dads? Funny thing (laughs) is, no one here actually has children. So how can we all be dads? That's the question we hope to answer on a special podcast episode we're going to really try and make sure it happens. Uh, Joe, you will be in Vegas over the next few days. Uh, enjoy that. Are you planning on winning some money? I'm planning on it. It's really a turn and burn. I'll get there tomorrow, probably around three or four. And then tomorrow would be Friday. And then uh, just going to party all night, drive back Saturday. So, yeah, hopefully I'll come home with more money than the, I left with. We would love to see it. Chris, hopefully I'll see you on the Dickleball court here soon. Yes. Dickle ball, and then we'll go have a couple cold beers with our lovely lady friend at the bar. Yeah, nothing like um, nothing like getting your ass beat by a sixty-eight-year-old at pickleball, and then going and throwing down some cold beers. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a Saturday. All right, guys, thanks for coming on, everyone. Thanks for listening, and just remember, Chris, you have done it often. If you bet on poop. Your bets may look like our June bets. Very poopy. <laughs> hey, June. Yeah, 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 yeah.